All right, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome to the very last episode of the Fountain Pen and Stationery. This is our very last episode for the year, and uh, well, we are gonna go for some um, end of year roundup, and uh, well, let's get it started. Yeah, I'm super excited to round out the end of the year, and let's talk about let's talk pens. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Um, so for in terms of the one of the biggest achievement we have this year, I would say it definitely getting the podcast going because, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is something that is fully around the back of my head, but I never got around to it. Yeah, we've been wanting and, to start something for a while now. So we finally got the ball rolling and here we are. Yeah, so this is definitely something that uh, I am proud to say that's something that we have done for 2020. Uh, the uh, the isolation might have give us a, a a decent nudge on it, maybe more for Collins than I did, but regardless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we got started. It's a habit now, so I don't I don't see us uh, stopping anytime soon. Yeah, and we're at seven episodes, and you know, getting to the big double digits at ten would be nice for twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, by the way, in case anyone curious or get surprised next time, I'm gonna divide the season by year. So basically, season one is twenty twenty, season two is twenty twenty one. So this season is three. the season. This is the uh, season finale episode. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't think we're going to do anything like big special like the TV does. But uh, Right, so what we're going to do is a clip show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> These are the best <laughs> top 10 hits of the podcast over this past oh, year. God. Cue uh, clip it's... one. Kidding. Uh, yeah, so... This is the, uh, so starting for the next one, it's going to be season two. It's just easier for us to track. Yep. And also for any viewer, it's easier for you to track too. You just had to jump to say, uh, the year's week divided by two typically. And the, you that's roughly where our, uh, episodes released. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, uh, fairly easier way to number our seasons and episodes so we can keep track of it. All right. No, without further ado, let's jump onto the topic. The end of the year wrap up. Oh yeah, what have we achieved in twenty twenty? For me, besides a podcast, not much. <laughs> not much. <laughs> not much. Um, I think I got a uh, much most of my fountain pen more organized, and mm -hmm. uh, some of my uh, thought and experience, I, I formed them into better uh, into better words and understanding. Other than that, like special achievement, like I, I learned to do Sunday, I, I've got the grill pan and stuff like that. Typically, no. Hmm. Um, it's like a uh, go, uh, learn as I go in terms of uh, stuff. It's like a, just a reacquaintance and the relearning curve as well. But uh, other than that, there's not really any major achievement for me besides starting the podcast, I would say. You should, so you could say that 2020 for you in terms of pen and stationery has been kind of a year of stability for you. Yeah, pretty much. It's been like pretty stable. Nothing new. Well, I won't say nothing new. There are these new pens and new ink, but nothing major. Mm -hmm. All right. How about you, Collins? So when I saw this question come up on your notes, um, I, I initially had the same thought. Like, I don't know what I... I don't even know what accomplish would really mean. But then I thought about what I have been doing this year. And like, actually, I would categorize this year as a year of organization. Um, uh, as I've talked about on this, on this podcast before, um, I journal every, every week. And I just kind of kept that consistency all this year. And it just felt like... Um, it, it, I was able to number every single week as I was in lockdown. Um, just so you know, let's flip to the week it is. Um, it is we are currently on week forty-three of coronavirus right now, so um, we have oh. been in this for a while. <laughs> week forty-three. Well, holy crap! Yeah, lockdown starts in March, right? Yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, and so what I actually realized was um, the 
I, I also talked about how I have a, uh, a, a Google spreadsheet on my, all of my pens, all of my inks, all of my nibs, and when I use them and when I clean them. And that started May 1st of this year. And I think that for me was a real big moment and just having everything organized, having all of my pens, inks on some kind of document. And so I can see what colors I like the best, which pens I tend to use more, which inks I tend to use more. Um, it's just a really good way for me to organize my thoughts and my 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 hobby in one location, and that that to me is my biggest accomplishment this year. Got it. Yeah. All right. Besides that, anything else? Yeah, I I I think that's pretty good. Um, I didn't get any. I don't think I got anything new this year. Um, everything was just. Actually, did I? I don't think I do. You almost got something. I almost got something. <laughs> That's going to come up again later in our in our in our questionnaire. But I don't think I acquired anything new this year. All right. Well, besides achievements, um, do you have any misstep this year? Missteps. So this is where I bring up the one misstep that was actually recorded here on this podcast, which is I missed out on the Sailor Professional Gear, uh, Korea Azure. That's you know, gold flake blue pen special edition. That I can't believe I just missed it. <laughs> it looks so that good. That was the one. It never came out on the back order, right? No, I actually just canceled it because, like, at this point, forget it. Well, you probably find secondary market. Like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> the ocean swirl. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, it's what it's going to be one of those that, like, yeah. I, I even told myself too, like, if I would have missed out on it, it's one of those, like, ah, I should have got it, but it's okay. It's just. It's just a pen and I got a lot. So, um, so yeah. that's the one, uh, that's one of my missteps this year was missing on that pen. But again, there's a lot of pens. There'll be more to come. Um, but the one big one for me was I missed one week in my journal and I, that I've been journaling in my journals since April of 2018 when I got, um, when I proposed to my wife from that point ah. from that point till today i've missed only one week of journaling and that was on december 12th that was the that that was kind of my birthday week this uh, uh, uh this year but it was also ah. when i was um uh doing like home searching stuff so all of that stuff just kind of um just that it was just your, messed up the yeah. week it just yeah, messed up yeah, the yeah, week i understand although you're also really frustrated <laughs> that week due to neighbor's it, voice yeah so. yeah yeah so uh uh i i've moved into an apartment where there is uh, a lot of noise in the apartment so it, it's just been a rough adjustment period for us but that that was the one week where i missed my journal for for as many um weeks and years that i've been doing this that was the one week i missed and so that was the misstep for t of 2020 for me okay how about you uh i don't think i have much of a uh personal growth kind of misstep a mm -hmm. lot of it is like more fountain pen physical related misstep <laughs> like 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 accidents accidents um some hurt some doesn't uh, one of it was definitely during the uh, beginning of a pandemic. I mean, there, there's, there's, I think, uh, the Panetic show that they talk about the, there is the gallon leather. They had possible issues with the isopropyl alcohol discoloring the pen and discoloring the head, the pen holding band and the discolored pen afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the fact that Sailor or others, Japanese pen company sent out a warning that the IPA, the uh, cleaning hand sanitizing solution, may discolor your pen. Oh, interesting. Which makes sense because uh -huh. they are universal solvents. Right. Like these IPA is they're they're actually very strong solvents. Mm -hmm. Well, I listened to those. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> and then I tried to wipe down my uh, crispy eco with the IPA. After someone tried to use it. Oh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, the pen didn't melt. But the issue is that I could not open the cap like half a day later. 
Oh no, it it, it, it kind of melded together the cap to the body. It melted the glue that was used to fasten the uh this middle band around the uh Twisby Eco's uh cap. Yeah, yeah. There was glue in there. So it melted the glue that is holding the cap, the the middle band and the cap together, and that melted the, the glue in turn melted onto the barrel itself. Oh no. Yeah, so due to that I, I had a hard time opening it. I mean very gladly that the glue wasn't completely hardened, so I was able to twist it open. But I left a really ugly uh, glue mark <laughs> on the pen. But so I, uh, is it yeah. is is that Twisby Eco now in the junk drawer? Do you toss it? Did you are you going to try to fix it? No, I still use it. I mean, if you just use an I I, I use a knife to scrape off the excess uh, glue on it, and okay. if I just let the cap set outside for a while, the cap harden the, the glue itself hardens. The cap still caps fine. The okay. band is not falling off. It just I think just excess glue that got melted. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's one misstep now. The the barrel, I mean, even I clean it off, you can see like little scratch marks around it. So I, but, I, I mean that is that's the one with the uh ocean uh not ocean, uh base state blue in it. So it's no, kinda like a sacrificial paint in the first place. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, in, in terms of COVID, I would say, or at least the recommendation is probably not to have any sharing of pens. But if you were to share a pen, um, I would imagine you could just do like a soap wipe or maybe would a, a Lysol Clorox wipe work? Uh, I wouldn't even do Clorox, but Clorox, some Clorox has bleach in us. Right, right, right. It. So a, non, a non-bleach. a uh, um, Just a soap water wash is good enough. Yeah. Uh, so, soapy water kills the coronavirus quite well. So Right. The soapy water wash is good enough. I was just lazy, so I sprayed it down without soap water. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Don't do it. So, <laughs> lesson to everyone: don't use isopropyl alcohol to clean your pens. Yeah, not not a good, not a great idea. All right, my next one misstep. Mm, so, oh, I guess that's kind of an achievement. I guess I got a um. The tactical tactical tour mini, the boat action pen, because I figured that I probably gonna need a ballpoint sometime. Even though uh, I know some people doesn't want to use it, but regardless, I, I I find the occasion of using ballpoint came up. I know uh, not I wasn't often, but sometimes it does, especially nowadays when you still need to sign the received. Mm-hmm. Even though everything's touchless, I do not understand that part. <laughs> so you got a you, you go. got a you got a bolt action pen. You you got a ballpoint yes. bolt action pen. Yes. That's been honestly, I've been wanting one of those for a while now. I tried one at the store one time and, and that fidget aspect um is so much fun. Did you did you recently get it? Yeah, I just got it, I would say a week ago, two weeks ago, ah, two weeks ago. Christmas yeah. present. Yeah, yeah, Christmas present to myself, and because uh, we talked well, about that, we uh, talked about the pen on the on the holiday gift show or something, didn't we? Uh, no, we talked about the what is it called? We talked about the Fisher Space Pens. Uh, right, but we also talked about this when we brought it up. Like a more fancy, yeah, we brought it up. We brought out the Bolt Action and the uh, similar ones. But yeah, I'm not getting this one. It's a mini. It fits the only the Pilot G2 Mini cartridge mm-hmm. even though i think if you do a d1 which is on those multicolor pens if you use a refill for multicolor pens and uh there's someone 3d printed adapters for them you can fit it in there as well <laughs> even though apparently the adapt the d1 version if you use gel pens is only one tenth the capacity of the full size of the uh normal size mini so i'm looking at it right now it seems like the some of the minis are sold out. The titanium minis are all sold out. Oh yeah, I think he has it in drops, and the titanium one is also the one that always sold out first. Ah. And uh, um, let's just say that I got a pen. It was new. I was playing with it. The misstep happens when I try to. Well, I I close the pen by my, by myself. Uh, I did. I wasn't being too careful because there was an O ring in there. Mm-hmm. Odin got caught in a thread the first time I closed it. Uh, I realized that it was shut basically extremely tight and I couldn't open it. The Ooh. second time, I tried to open it. Um, 
okay, so so to give the listener a uh, premise, the tactical turn the guys manufacturing it is very proud of how precise the machining is of his pen. Mm-hmm. Basically, when you put the put the uh, beginning part and the end part together on that pen, you can barely, if you can at all, notice where the actual split is just mm-hmm. due to how precise this machining is. Mm. And there's almost no gap between the two parts. Okay? Okay. The issue with that options is, well, because there's no gap, that means the two sides are also really, really sharp. Right, they're very tight. Because it's not rounded off. They're very tight tolerance, so it's really sharp. Well, me being stupid, <laughs> decided to uh, put my fingers on both sides and try to twist it open. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I was applying pressure, so I didn't really feel it. But until I finally stopped and looked at my hand, I got cuts across oh, no. my entire index finger <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. my thumb. Both thumb, so yeah, it was it was not good. So, oh no. uh, how's your how are your fingers it, now? It's fine. I mean, they they are they are they're surface cuts. Granted, because they are they are, they are not like knife. They are like ninety degrees cuts. So, but those basically, the, shave off a surface on my skin. But th- those are those are like one of the more painful cuts you can get. Uh, you you is I won't say painful. It just bothers you, right? Because it's like the top layer of your skin got shaved off. I mean, now that only like the very deep ones, I can still see the uh, little traces <laughs> of it. The other ones are already gone, and like the the peel, the old skin are peeled off. So I'm good now. That's good. But uh, that's one of the misstep. If anyone ever have a tactical term bolt action pan and tries to open it. Be very careful at the opening edge. Wear a glove or, yeah, just wear a glove. Wear, wear, wear a thin rubber glove. I'm pretty sure at this point, some of you already have them at home for COVID. Mm-hmm. Or just use like a little piece of rubber or something to cover that area so you don't cut yourself. Okay, I'll be sure to watch out. Yeah, if you ever buy one, just watch out for the edge. When you open it, the edge is super sharp. Um, any other missteps for you? Be yeah. Uh, there was an ocean swirl came out on the market. Two oh days yeah. Ago. yeah, yeah. You I told me about you that. About it. I didn't get it. How 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 much was it? Eight hundred bucks. And 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 you know that's that sounds crazy, right? Like how much was it? How much was the uh uh MSRP? Originally, I think uh four hundred, three hundred fifty. Right, that, I I think a street price was like three hundred fifty. Yeah, I remember seeing it. it. I remember seeing one kind of online somewhere. It was either a display model or something that was three ninety nine or something. Yeah, didn't get yeah. it then either. Yep. So someone was selling for eight hundred. I mean, first of all, it's double the price, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it is a relatively fair price for a long discontinued product that's no longer being sold and the. Uh, eBay seller is selling it for more than a grand now, which is which is again crazy, right? Because there's no precious. I mean, other than the nib, there's no real precious metal in it. Um, I mean, hey, look at the uh, look at the shoes market. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, look at any uh, niche luxury market, yeah. right? Like, there's always markup, Something. but some limited, I guess, heavily marked. But yeah, I did not get that one, and I'm not sure that's a misstep or just a. Uh, prevailing willpower but i choose not to get it due to my current finance <laughs> situation as i aiming toward big purchases right so you and me both and i'm not getting it yeah yeah so decide not to get that one that's probably some a decision that i may regret later on but, but you know at the, the same time is... like you, pelican can release a new model in a couple years like like because you know we have, we're, you know, as we grow older, they're just going to release more new additions, right? So we'll, we'll find something. They may very well, but that, that's going to tie to something else later on, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. And the next one is probably just, uh, I should probably look a little bit more careful into my ink choice versus uh, the application. 
because uh, recently I had an uh, accident that uh, spilled a little bit of water on my, uh, I think it was on the, uh, oh, yeah, it was on Clairefontaine, one of the worst paper to spill water on. Okay. Because uh, it does not retain any ink. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and it was one of those blue ink that just, light blue ink that just washes away. Yeah, you know, that's, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something um, that I, I I had to kind of figure out that like fountain pen looks really nice, writes really well, but it is very, uh, I, I, what is the word like water soluble? Like it'll, it'll lift from the paper if you get it wet. Yeah, I mean, good paper. If you use I found it in friendly paper, a lot of them will just get lift up right immediately. Yeah. Because the water, the, the paper is coated. Right. And uh, also, they're, they're dye soluble in water, most of it, unless you get pigment ink um, or some other specialized ink. I mean, look, uh, if you are if you want to be safe, stick with the uh, the cheapest ink, one of the cheapest ink you can find. That's the uh, Pilot Blue Black 350 milliliter bottles used for the rest of your life most likely and that the ink is actually waterproof after it's dried I, you know, but I still have that fear though right because I know that like even my sweat can like lift uh, some inks or smear it some can inks smear a little bit yeah so I honestly if for all all important documents I still go to ballpoint <laughs> yeah no I accidentally just kind of after patting it down drying it I realized I can barely read the contact I have on there that oh, I need no. to return the phone call to for my work. So. <laughs> but you were able to recover the contact info. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a bad spill. I tried to fix it pretty recently, so it was all right. I was able to just, like, faintly read it, but that's something yeah. I had to be aware of and be uh, careful with. Yeah, that's why I year. always have, not only do I, you know, everyone should still be using ballpoints. They're really, you know, they're really handy in those situations. But um, for that's why I always have a permanent ink, at least in one of my pens, because sometimes you need to jot something down and you want to make sure that it lasts in your journal. Hey, blue. <laughs> hey, stay blue. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> And, and honestly, I have enough ink to last me probably for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I just need to pick up a good pigment ink that I like, but and probably use that for uh, one of my pens. I I will first. I, I've I've told you before, and I'll say it again. The Sailor Story inks are like my favorite group of inks. I love them. So that's most of my misstep for the year. Uh, there's nothing major, nothing like, oh, shoot, I broke a nib or I dropped a nib. Hopefully that Hopefully. doesn't happen next Hopefully year Hopefully that happens well. to none of us. Yeah, that happened never, really. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, oh, you know, actually, this year... Actually, oh, you just reminded actually, me of something. You just totally reminded yeah. me of something. I did have a accident this year. First time. I don't yeah. know why I did this. Um... I was cleaning out one of my pens, right? I was cleaning out one of my pens. And in my uh, left hand was uh, a, I think it was the, I think it was the, um, what is it? The, the, the pilot vanishing point, the, the stub pilot vanishing point. And I was cleaning it out. And then on one, and then on my right hand, I was holding uh, like just a journal. I was holding a journal, right? Um, and then I dropped the journal and then I tried to go and pick it up and I stabbed my right hand with the nib. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Was it pigmented ink? <laughs> no, I didn't get pigmented ink in my in my blood stress system. Um, I, it was already oh, cleaned you, out. You, you didn't give yourself a uh, mm, tattoo? No, I did not. I did not. It was, oh, no. Man. But it hurt. And I was like, why did I, why the heck did I stab myself with the pen? I should have just caught it. But it was one of those like um reaction instincts and you just try to go for it. Reactionary stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just stabbed myself. Can't fix that. Yeah, I mean I'm fine. There's no mark or anything. It's just one of those like I did drop blood though and I had to bandage up, but Oh. Yeah. I did drop blood. <laughs> okay. Did you did you write that down and mark that down which pen actually uh Absorb the blood of the owner. Yes, exactly. The uh, the the <laughs> the vanishing point. Oh, <laughs> okay. With a stub nib. 
Yeah, with a stub nip. So it it, it went pretty far. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> to, it's not like it was a fine tip either. It was a stub nip, so it it cut. But I'm okay. Oh yeah, it was the uh, it was a sharp stub, right? The one you're complaining a little yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that explains it. Okay, so what do you plan to do next year in terms of founding organizations and uh, like what is? Do you have any goal for the next year, or just? <laughs> stationary in general as well so i mean other than um you know contributing and like talking about pens here um i think one of the biggest things i think for me to really wrap my head around is that you know you know you and i are both from technology right like we're really into other forms of um niche luxury products headphones pens whatever whatever Mm -hmm. it might be right yeah. It's really easy for people like us to get into the the acquisition part of the hobby. It like like you know fancy new things and like buying them and enjoying them. But I think for me I really need to enjoy and and really get to know the things that I already have. So like I have tons of inks. There's t- there's tons of inks that I use all the time and there's tons of inks that i might have only used once and i've never returned to again and i really need to have my time with them and enjoy the colors and enjoy using them writing with them and some pens that i need to ink up again that i haven't inked up in probably like a year right um re- really getting right. to know the, th- the things that i already have and and, and practicing and, and and writing more and and all of those things that are on top of just the new right because it's really easy to to focus on the new, but there's you another just aspect of one and set it aside. Yeah, right, it happens sometimes. Right, so I I think for guys like us that is a challenge. But I think 2021 and 2020 as well. Like, um, that, I mean that's the whole reason why I even did my um my Google sheet on what I have right now. Right, is to figure out what I have used, what I haven't, and to go through it and and really figure out what i like got it yeah so it's not it's not any like you know we're both we're probably both of us are probably likely to be moving to a new place um in 2021 but i don't have any um plans on what to do with the environment i'm probably just could use my work desk as my writing desk but (laughs) um yeah it's it's all about enjoying what i already have that's 2021 for me how about you? I'm totally for you. Uh, I have a couple of items. Uh, first of all, I would like to move some of my fountain pen stuff from work back home. <laughs> I mean, you, as we already discussed, I do have a big chest of fountain pen related stuff at work. I feel like you have a lot uh, of stuff at work. Yeah, I mean, some people <laughs> complaining about it, but hey, it's, it's been slowly going back to home, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, for a period of time, I spend more time at work than at home. So I uh, kind of like the amount of stuff uh, just distributed per the amount of time I actually live there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because the work place I have, sometimes when, when it rains really hard, it gets water seeped in. And the last time it happens, uh, it got my fountain pen chest wet. So there was a little moldy smell from it. Mm. I was able to contain it. Like nothing in my stuff is molded so far, but it did suffer water damage on oh, no. some of them. What what yeah, what what so, got wet? Or what are the things that you know? Um, oh, got damaged. Surprisingly, none of the notebook that I had got wet because from Gulit and Gulit wrapped all of them in plastic. Nice. Um, one of the uh, very thick, it was a rustic coat, I think, uh, co- leather cover that Johnny gave me, got wet, and oh. it got super hard. Oh, no. <laughs> because, yeah, it has leather getting wet, so it gets super, super hard. I right. had to massage it with a lot of the uh, conditioning oil to bring it back. But right now, I kind of get stuck in the shape of the uh, closed position. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't want to stay open. So that's, that's something that kind of got water damaged. Um... Other than that, it's just some of the uh, my ink bottle, the all the paper cardboard bottles that I have. Some oh, on yeah. the bottom is now wrinkly because of water damage. Right, so it doesn't have that cardboard case, but the ink and the bottle are fine. Maybe the maybe the yeah, labeling the, got a little bit wet. 
Um, it got wet. None of them got smeared or anything. It just you can see the cardboard got there's water. Right. On it. Yeah. So that is something that I do wish to uh probably try to minimize the amount of ink that I keep at work to to certain to uh, to a certain number that I can consistently use. Where <laughs> honestly, I might just leave the uh some samples bottle, some uh, sample vial at work is for mm. easy refill too. Because I realized that for some of my pens. It's getting a little bit difficult to uh, refill them due to the fact that uh, I'm going slowly uh, deeper. I want to say deeper. I use like maybe 20%, 30% of ink now and uh, getting a full refill on some of those uh, larger nib pans is getting difficult due mm. to the fact that the breather hole is on the top. Mm. Yeah, so... Probably, and I may very well just repack them and I need to make sure I label them very <laughs> carefully each one of the ink files so I remember what they are because that's one of the challenges I had this year too. I have a bunch of ink samples I bought, I got from you, got from Johnny, got got, got from other shops, and some for myself. I don't I, remember what I I remember you um you 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 sent me a uh uh an uh, a product it was like a needle nose uh eyedropper thing that allowed you to get the very last couple drops of um ink from the bottles did you ever get that um which drop bottle i forget what it was i'd have to look it up but it was something that you can put it was like a it was like a little a needle that you can put to the end of a cartridge converter and you can just use that to suck up the last bits from a bottle oh yeah 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 i remember that um yeah, but a lot of my pen doesn't use cartridge converters. Oh, that's true. Like if you have, if you have like a, um, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't work for all pens. I'm, yeah, my main pen, most of my main pen does not use cartridge converters. Uh, so if I mean if you, have, if you have like a piston filler, you're not going to be able to fill it up with that. Yeah. Hey, so there's that, and. Uh, Any other um, weird misstep or not missteps? Uh, things that you're planning for for 2021? Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, I also plan to get a well. It's not just fountain pen overall. It's a workstation, and uh, just for me to work on stuff and the modeling, cutting board, like like project table basically. And uh, I think having a chest toolbox such whatever dedicated fountain pen is very useful mm -hmm. and these it will help me work on this whatever is there i'm pretty sure that if i don't take care of it i may go back to my old self and have all kind of tools in them and mix it all up but that's probably our next year's goal mm -hmm. try to stay a little bit more organized than right now in terms of uh, tools and stuff i mean most of my stuff right now they're in box but then even the they're in boxes doesn't mean that they are clearly labeled <laughs> organization is really helpful sometimes maybe yes. maybe that might be something if i mean for for everyone right like if you um like i didn't know this year that i had like 50 bottles of ink <laughs> so it's like it just took time to really organize that and i'm sure people out there have way more than 50 bottles of ink yeah so um yeah, that, that that those tools and uh, on top of that is um, having the uh, dedicated chest. I mean, some some people just posted some. I think someone on Reddit posted a fairly well. Um, like a, it just remind me of Harbor Freight tool mm -hmm. chest that they want to use. Something like that would be fine. That like you can easily carry everywhere as well. The thing is for that one, I think some other companies. I'm not gonna name the names. Actually, sells. Things that look suspiciously similar mm -hmm. <laughs> at double or triple the price. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm not sure they are actually like I'm not sure like if if Harper Freight copied them <laughs> or they're from the same Chinese manufacturer or same manufacturer overall. It just Harper Freight sells the cheaper material or the reject or the reject alternative. Or but it's the, yeah. I mean Harbor Freight is kind of a more of a discount um tool home improvement store than the other brands right so 
yeah so like they they have like a eighty uh, dollar tool chest that's actually pretty useful it's mm-hmm. just i think i need to be in person to check that out before i buy it um and given the current situation is that's gonna be a uh, slightly difficult order but when everything is clear that i might just spend some time in harbor freight and uh Getting a new chest. Or to pick a, yeah, pick a right chest or just uh, maybe I, I will find some solution afterwards. And then lastly, I think I'll recover that. I, I just need to categorize my ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Excel is probably a good idea, but I need to put down more like a, uh, not the ink that I currently used, but more like the properties of each ink. Yeah, I have the I same thing. So I I can send you my um I, I actually I thought I sent you a link to my um my spreadsheet, but I broke it up to usage stats, pens, nibs, and inks. And the inks have a couple categories brand, name, color, quality, notes, and comments. So you I put a bunch of information there. Got it. Yeah, I can I can send you uh, or I just I could send you another link to it so you could just take a look at what I did. And honestly, if you have additional information that you would add to each category, it's like, dude, I'll totally take take that and use it in mine too. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. Uh, most likely, probably not gonna add any new to be honest with you. But mm. uh, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, just sometimes I forget the I forget the property of an ink and uh, yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I ran into issues with my vanishing point. Like, you, you fill it up with ink and it just wouldn't write mm-hmm. at all because the ink doesn't work with a pen. If I have, like, a uh, note jot that one down, I could have prevented that entire thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, so there's some inks, there's some pens that are wet, and then there's some inks that are dry, and you pair them together and they work really well. But if you pair an overly wet ink with an overly wet pen or an overly dry ink with a dry pen, it just doesn't work well. So knowing the properties and how they work with each pen is you know that's helpful yeah so that's something i need to do for next year and i think uh my uh my continue search for a uh, good celluloid <laughs> pen before they go extinct continues i, I just haven't find one that i really 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 must have yet maybe um, maybe during a pen show in 2025 or something yeah, I did email uh, Newton Pen, Sean Newton, mm-hmm. about uh, one of the specialized uh, one of the specialized celluloids that people used to do. It's like one of those um, I, I showed it to you the Tripoli or something like that. Yeah, I remember us talking about it. He told me it's all sold out. Oh, like no one has it anymore. So, <laughs> wow, there goes that dream. Um, you know, for some yeah, reason, I just like keep looking. For some reason, I just. Just hear me out, right? For some reason, I just imagine in like 2040, you know, Frank, you're going to be manufacturing like the celluloid pen at some point. It is very dangerous to manufacture <laughs> celluloids, apparently. I read up on it. Apparently, <laughs> of course, you read up on it. It's basically gun cotton, okay? It's basically gun cotton solidified. Gun cotton. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's a cell, celluloids. Is um, that's where you got the all the uh, shimmering uh, fiber. You know, it's it's cotton, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically celluloids are the one that caught that causes all the uh, theater caught fire back in the days. Mm-hmm. And they are super flammable and volatile. So manufacturing celluloids is really bad. I mean, look, the, if the Chinese government banned it, it says something. I mean, I hear you, but I don't think flammable is going to stop you from manufacturing these. Uh, the poisonous <laughs> aspect might. Maybe. Uh, getting caught with a very big-ass fine, probably. <laughs> maybe. No, maybe maybe no, that would. No, just, maybe that would. Yeah. No, that, that thing is too dangerous for, like, at home or just for a hobby to make. You heard Unless it here. I create, like, a new company that I do not care of the income or expenses in the future and give it to manufacture legally, sure. The fact that you for it. the fact that you looked all of this information up proves to me that at some point something like this could possibly happen. If I got enough spare money that I can do whatever the heck I want, <laughs> I might just maybe maybe I'll I'll create a company that's specializing like rare materials. Twenty forty for the time being, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. 
All right, I think uh, that is it for my 2021 plan for fountain pens. Do right. you have anything that you want to add, or no? Um, I, I think f- I, again, I'm just gonna um, reiterate what I said before and just kind of like sum up. Like, I think for a lot of us in this hobby, especially now because we can't actually go to pen shows, it's really hard to. Um, like I like you have new pen acquisitions this year and I haven't even seen them because like we haven't been able to physically interact right so um, really learning to enjoy what you have you know that we even have jobs that we even have can do this as a hobby right now Um, just appreciating what we have I think that's a really good way of going into 2021 for me okay yeah I think that's a good idea um I think some of the uh, the overall sales and variation of stuff is also kind of slowing down as well. So overall, um, trying to get acquainted or reacquainted with the stuff that we have yeah. you know, rush of purchasing in the past couple of years is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And I've also thought about it too, where like um, I also do photography on the side. I haven't really taken many like pen pictures in a while so i might do that you know i, I might do that in 2021 it's just a way of appreciating what you have some pen photography so, shots for yeah. all the stuff yeah, yeah so maybe i'll post some pictures up 2021 you'll see okay oh that reminds me that's one of the things i need to do still is to polish my knuckle yet mm. i just remember that because i did inevitably scratched it up a little bit Ooh. while trying to uh trying to fix it back in like <laughs> oh a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I never really uh go ahead and uh I mean I, I lightly polished it, but I think my polished cloth ran out of the uh polish material. Okay. You you yeah, have to be so, careful though. You don't want to polish the, the, the lacquer off of that though. No no just a nib. Okay. It's the just nib. a nib. Okay. Not a then you're fine. Just never a mind. Nib. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah. I'd polish the uh, the pen yeah, body. Yeah, just a nib. The okay. nib got scratched up. It has macro scratches. If if you look at it normally, it's not gonna you're not gonna see anything. Okay. But if you put like a thirty times magnifier, yeah, you can see some tiny scratches. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, well, I guess with that being said, we can move on to uh, some of the uh, more recent finds or recent release of Sailor Limited. Uh, not not sailor, just newer pen stuff in general. So after me talking about how I want to appreciate the, you know, what we have of 2020 and 2021, you're going to show me new limited edition sailor pens. Hey, I, I didn't say <laughs> that you had to buy them. Okay, I'm just saying that, hey, some of those looks interesting. I'm sure they will. I haven't looked at any of them yet, so I'm, I'm uh, let's, let's go by. All right, first one. I think this is on the same from the looks of it. I mean, I think uh, Sailor released this from Ooh. a similar release from time to time. Yeah, this is the uh, King of Pan Rushi edition. Top uh, the Cop Tamanuri Shirodame uh, Sailor Limited Edition. Yeah, at a hefty price of 3,000 euro. That is very expensive. It does look very classy, though. It is. It is. It, it does look very, very classy. But three thousand dollars <laughs> is a very, <laughs> it's a very costly if, price. If, to be completely honest, I'm sure we'll post the links in the show notes. But if I were to try to describe what it looks like, it seems like it's the aesthetic is very Japanese. It is very minimalist Japanese. Um, it's very elegant. It's a, it's your more traditional cigar shape pen, but it's, it's got that beautiful Japanese minimalism that makes it look so fancy. Hey. Yep. That's something that I just saw recently. And the next one is also a sailor pen. Let's see. The Sailor Kuin Red Flame Edition, King of Pens Naginata Togi. Yeah, that is a special one about that one. It's the uh they finally released another Naginaga Togi on the King of Pen. Hmm. Yeah, as uh, some of the listeners may have known so far, the uh Sailor Special Nibs um kind of stopped for a while. And uh, the son took over the nib business, and mm-hmm. uh, he kind of 
Wanda McNib his own way, and uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what's the current situation with the uh, new with Sailor Pens with Sailor Specialty Nibs anymore. But uh, well, this is the first time release of Naginaga Toki on the uh, Sailor King of Pens for a while. Oh. So yeah, is this? It is on a uh, like a different uh, Ebonite as well. It's a special looking red black uh, has like some kind of like yellow dots in them. I like I think the 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 name the red flame naginata really um describes it cuz in some of the pictures it looks like the like the like the wood is burning almost with red flames. Yeah, it's, really it's cool. like a wood burning with like, the ember flying off. I think that's what the yellow thing is supposed to be. Yeah, it yeah, looks really cool. I, yeah, the name really matches the pen, I would say. I'm not sure I would remember that name somewhere <laughs> in the future, but I think this is a really cool looking uh, ebonite. And at uh, nineteen hundred. Yeah, nineteen hundred dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only like one k less than the other one. And well, because this is a Rushi, right? This is mm-hmm. a specialty dip plus a uh, I will say a limited uh, ebonite. Oh, a little bit cheaper. Yeah, a little bit cheaper, Not both from Sailor. Cheaper. Both uh, fairly unaffordable for most people, <laughs> but it uh, doesn't stop us from window shopping. Right, of course. The next one is apparently Sailor, no, Pelican is raising the prices on their pens and the nibs, most likely, mm-hmm. starting next year. Mm. Did you, I mean, I kind of foresee that uh, looking at the... Uh, what does it call? Looking at the uh, foreign ch- uh, currency exchange, mm-hmm. euro has been rising steadily over the last couple of months. Mm. So I, I guess the price adjustment is inevitable because um, most of the Pelican pens you sell in USA are still based off of a price they've been sold from the beginning of the year. Yeah, and so because of that, like the prices are just going to have to rise. Yeah, you, they had to readjust the price. At least the uh, U.S. seller has to. Whereas they are kind of just eating the uh, the cost. difference of cost of yeah. currency. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm happy that I have my um, my Pelican pen already. So, I, I mean, it's one of the smoothest medium uh, nibs that I have. So, I really like it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a bad news for me. But uh, <laughs> because I still, I still kind of... Looking to own a pelican nib sometime, pelican not nib, pelican pen sometime in the future. So, well, what are they gonna do? Uh, currency I mean, exchange is something that's completely out of our hands. I mean, so. I got my M uh, M six hundred from Drop. So, I mean, they'll every once in a while they have something. They have a pretty good deal. Yeah. So, I'll keep. Uh, I'll keep. Um, I'll keep in mind for that one. But uh, yeah, that's uh. One of the bad news I could see for 2021, for at least uh, for Pelican pen lovers, is the price going to go up a little bit. Yeah. The next one is a pretty good uh, looking pen, though. The Platinum Century Yurushi Radin Fountain Pen Galaxy Starlight. Yep. Okay. I feel like so looking at it right now, it's basically a black cigar pen with the rodden inside the body and cap, so it looks like you're looking into a galaxy. So it's mostly a black pen with little sparkles in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's still on the expensive side, but the well, I think the reason why this is a thirty-seven seventy-six is like your typical next level pen, maybe Enkian for some people. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, this looks pretty good for. I mean, uh, you get the Rushi finish, you get the Rodden finish as well for seven fifty. It's not cheap, definitely, but at the same time, it's not really expensive for right. sure. I have a problem with this pen though, and hear me out. So yeah, I mean, I I feel like this is one of those pens where it would look better in person than on the screen. Do you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because. On the screen, it doesn't look too different than the Jinhao 
galaxy pen <laughs> which is just another black cigar pen with i mean obviously it's not rotten right it, it's just like tiny little like um uh, uh uh just like little specks like um i forget what the i forget what the word is but like glitter right it's just glitter onto yeah. a black cigar pen it's cheap it's 10 bucks but at least on the computer screen it looks pretty similar okay um so i think one of the main thing for rushi mm-hmm. finishes is the fact that they are mostly like most of a high-end rushi they are hand rubbed mm-hmm. so when you have a hand rub finish the layers, the different layers of Urushi finishes, they kind of scatters light throughout inside the clear finish and mm. I, inside the paint in general. That's the difference between having a very a multiple, multiple thin layer versus one thick layer. Yeah. Is that the uh, the application differences made them infuse, diffuse, and scatter lights better. So... But at the same time, that is something that's really difficult to be captured on a camera. Yeah. That's why I fully admit that, like, this is something that would probably look really amazing in person. But from a computer screen, you don't see that. Yeah, I think that's one of the issues with the window shopping, especially if you haven't been to a pen show or uh, at least for this entire, <laughs> this entire year, is almost all window shopping. So you don't get to see the actual item. i mean look look at the uh ocean swirl again i mm-hmm. mean when when it's first released no one really cared about it i wouldn't say no one but very little amount of people cared about it yeah i i until, really wish i could see it in person yeah until i saw it in person until some people post more like events picture of it under different lights then you really see the entire thing showed up mm-hmm. that actually that as you mentioned that actually reminded me the um the Sakura Nakashi from uh, Pilot, Namiki. Uh-huh. That is the one pen that I missed that I really wish that I have gotten back then. <laughs> that was the one that got away, or another one that got away. Yeah, I, well, that was that was actually the main thing that got away. It just I kind of give up on it, so I don't even think about it anymore. <laughs> because unless unless you go to Japan and somehow find it in like a secondhand store in great condition, then please, for all, by all means me one <laughs> if, if you see it in a pen store don't even ask about just it, get it. Like, don't bother texting me just if you see it just get it <laughs> if you know exactly how that pen looks like i'll send you a link if you see in japan where you get free don't don't even bother asking if you can get it send me a link right now let me take a look i think i forgot how it looks like you see yeah it, it's one of those like if you yeah, I, I don't have a pen like that at the moment. I feel like, would it be the Pelican Ocean Swirl? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me see. It's not, it's not, it's not Sakura Nagashi. It's Sakura something. Oh, Zouken Sakura. Oh, Zouken. Sakura Nagashi is a Utada Rikari song. Amiki. Zouken Sakura. Something about that. Uh, it's basically Falling Sakura Paddles. I feel I see a pen. I'm not sure this is the one I'm looking for. No, this is not it. That doesn't look right. Oh, okay. Did you find something? Well, I found it on eBay for nine thousand eight hundred bucks. I'm not no. <laughs> okay. Send me uh, a link. They tripled the price since like. the last time I saw it. Uh, give me a second. Let me. I want to see what this looks act- like. Yeah. Give me one second. Not, you need to see it in. You need to see it in the actual uh, Namiki website though, because the eBay link doesn't show justice. Okay. Well, send um, me the whole. Yeah, the whole thing. Why I really like about that pen is like if you take a look at that site, and you go to three D mode and you just twist around to look at the pen. Hmm. Each one of the Sakura flower petals are oh they removed it. Oh. Wow, Pilot actually removed it from their website. Oh well that's a bummer. Well I'll Alright. 
Well, still, let, let, I, let me send me something so I could at least get a baseline understanding of what this pen looks like. Yeah, well, that's a big bummer, actually. <laughs> I removed it. Oh, man. Let me I'm see. pretty sure you can find something. We can also put, uh, if we do end up finding the 3D model of it, we can post it in the show link, too, just so people can see it. But let's see what this pen looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Let's see. Oh, I don't want to start a video chat with you, but I want to start a video just, chat with just you. Just post, just post a link, man. No, I know. I, I just, I just typing hangout, and uh, apparently a video chat link came out for some reason. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I see. I think I do remember yeah, you I sending mean, this to me before. Yes, it's that one. The main thing is just because each sakura paddle is. The way that Pilot made that one is pretty special. It's basically at every single angle. I think it's because of curvature of a pen too. So at every single one of those, when you, when you rotate around the pen, the color on the flower petal and the uh, reflection changes as you rotate. Yeah, I can see that. So uh, just to describe it, so each, um, each petal is made up of maybe seven or eight individual slats of reflective material. So Israel is rotten each one of it. Is, so is in the same way that like uh, like a Pelican um, M six hundred or something has those individual slats, these are smaller, and each pedal has one of those, and so each one ha will reflect light in a different way as you rotate it. That looks really cool. Yeah, I just found it on their website. It's not ah. listed anymore, but the model is still there. I'll show it to. The, I'll, I'll link. I'll make sure to link that. But so this is your holy grail. If you ever see it, get it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, Unless it's $9,000, as you say. No, I'm sorry, yeah, 98000 no, 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 no. Uh, or 98K. Yeah. <laughs> no, get an MSRP, okay? Which is like a thousand something. 9.8K. That oh, is the max. MSR, MSRP is 1K. It's 1K. Oh, wow. They really marked that one up. Yeah, I think when it was new, uh, not for the US market in Japan, right. it's, some, it's, it's about 1K. They really, really mark up on that one. I mean, at this point, I I have a feeling I might try to just commission by next year <laughs> when my money is a little bit more free. I think I might just commission one from uh uh what's her name? Okumanto. She is a uh Iruki uh Irushi Lacquer uh specialty store. You can basically order most fountain pens in any configuration oh i'm so yeah. what i'm doing right now is i'm rotating the pen on this um on this i guess like a website it looks really cool yes. right that's pretty sweet yeah that, it, it almost looks like the pedals are floating correct and i, I think they use different technique on them too so like each paddle kind of fades and reappears as you rotate them. That's really cool. And I'm and you said that these are all discontinued, right? These I think yeah, this is a line of discontinued the fountain pens from oh, that's uh, a shame. Nike. That's a shame. That's why it's nine thousand dollars on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! I did not know it's now. Uh... It's now $9,800. I'm trying to look at the you other models, and it's like none of them quite have that same look. Oh, hey, you know what? Uh, I think uh, Iguana, uh, Iguana Cell is still have them for 210 euros. No, it's still too high. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no, not going to get it. Not at that price. You know, I'm sure there'll be another model that comes out in a couple years, and it'll be really good too. You never know. Like I said, at this point, I might just try to commission one with the, uh, maybe like a uh, Steel the King of Pen and just ask the artist to see what kind of, uh, throw as many different Urushi styles, like Urushi technique that she wants to uh, show the Sakura, uh, the Sakura paddles so as she can and uh, show like a technical demo in a sense <laughs> of what <laughs> of what can be achieved with the rushi techniques you, you want like a you want like a like an omakase version of a, of a rushi lacquer pen 
Yeah, pretty much. Just to see <laughs> see what she can do with it. That would be pretty cool. It would be really cool. Yeah, so we'll see about that um, wow. next year, though, when the when the money is a little more freely. Maybe. Maybe you also might have to get in line, man. Oh yeah, I have no doubt that she probably has really really long list of uh, wait list. Yeah. I mean, I think I have a. Uh, this is not reality fountain pen stuff, but I have a. Uh, I have a uh, little list of um, SAC SAK uh, Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. Someone does a custom ones for them. Hmm. On Facebook, custom list for them. I mean, the they are not too overly expensive. It's like I think depends on the which one, but holy crap, the wait list is three years. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. At least you don't have to put a down payment. But you have to. But you still. But you're still waiting at least three years, and by that time, you know, a lot can happen in three years. Yeah, a lot can happen. You probably fall out of a hobby for a lot of people in three years. Yeah, I think you... I am currently a year on the list now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's talk about long wait list. I think that is the longest wait list I've seen so far. I have participated. I wasn't say I've seen, but I have participated so far. I, I mean, we're we're jumping way off topic, and you know, we're you know, you know, we're over an hour, but like, um, like th- that's my problem with Kickstarter, right? Like, you sometimes you support something, and they take way longer than the time frame that they come to make it. It's like by the time they send it to you, it's like I don't really care about this anymore. <laughs> you mean like your uh? Wait, was your 3D fountain pen a Kickstarter or was it just a pre-order? That was a pre-order. That came okay. That wasn't too bad. Um, no, the the speed wise, okay. Yeah, the speed of that was not Kickstarter. That was like a that was very janky. That was like a um a Google Doc that you just put your name on and they send it to you. Oh, that's like an interest check. It's, yeah. it's actually fairly it's fairly common for a mechanical keyboard. Oh, okay. They say they do it yeah, like, like the super, a, uh, super custom, like custom stuff. Super custom stuff. A mechanical keyboard um, is always a Google Doc for interest check. Mm-hmm. And then they will throw a, uh, they'll find a vendor that's wanting to take it to order or do the uh, mass order for them. And then sometimes depends on the sale, how popular they are. You're going to put in the lottery system. Mm. Get it. That's that's what happens when you get into the super custom <laughs> niche stuff. Super super niche. I have not done it myself. Um, for the like the lottery, I've won a few lottery. I, I it's pretty bad because I rejected one of them. So I think I blacklisted for life. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Um, uh, my coworker was able to get into two of them, and yeah, that was a lot of money gone in like a month or so. But uh, for him, at least. So basically, if you get into one of these lists to get something custom made, you better get it. So, so basically, this three-year one you have with the Swiss Army knife, like you better get it. Well, the, I don't think that one. Well, I mean, even if I get blacklisted, I think at that point I don't care because it's another three years if I want to get it again. <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. So ah, oh, the, the 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 special special custom water stuff is um, some of it is, takes a while, man. Yep. And the worst thing for I think um the fountain pen is actually not that bad because I'm not sure about Kickstarter same, okay, but pre order for fountain pen so far. To my knowledge, not too many fell through. Yeah, I mean I've seen a lot of um a friend of mine recently did a Kickstarter uh for a fountain pen. Let me try to look that up. Uh but they've been pretty successful. They've been finishing, and some of them have been pretty good recently. Yeah. So I think overall, Fountain Pen, uh, well, I mean, of course, it's like a very much matured hobby in terms of age. Uh, not not just age of the uh, how long the hobby existed, also the age of the user group. So I think those that wanted to start Kickstarter were those who start pre-order kind of already knows in and out of the business. Okay, so I found it. It's oh, the the, uh, the Still Form Ink uh, fountain pen on Kickstarter. I think she just got in on that one. It, it looks pretty good. I just sent you a link. The, uh, 
Yep. Oh, interesting. It's the one of the skinny ones. Yeah, and it's got a magnetic um, cap. Uh, so th there's a little bit of a fidget aspect to this pen too. I see, and then you they provide a uh, desk mount as well. Oh, I, I'm looking at it right now. That looks interesting. Yeah, it's kind pretty cool. Twist. Yeah, no thread. So you have manic. It requires oh wow, five hundred twenty ounce of pull force. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I'm 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 I'd be curious to see how well this holds up. Uh, for you know storage, right? Like, does does the, is this good enough to like keep the nib from drying out? I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But it looks the action of the cap and recap seems interesting. Yeah, they use a DLC coating, which is a super hard finish. That's nice. I mean, I think I have that on one of my knives, and yeah, that that coating is really durable. It's not too yeah, bad, overall, right? Overall, this looks yeah, it doesn't look too bad. How much is it? I mean, the Kickstarter's already ended, but like, um, I think it's still good. Yeah, it's no, a, it's under it's out. under a hundred bucks, so it's not too bad. Yeah, looks interesting. Yeah. I think uh, if it comes out release, I may take a look and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. How how is this uh hmm. How is the ink on this refill? Is it cartridge? Or is it uh I'm scrolling down trying to find out. I would imagine it's probably a cartridge. Or a car a car a cartridge or cartridge converter. Uh, it doesn't hmm let me see. Doesn't really say I mean it there's definitely no piston, right? So it has to be that. And it's a metal body, yeah. so it's not a eyedropper. Yeah, it doesn't really say. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll we'll just figure it out later on. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. I think this is um. This is a pretty good place for us to cut off the uh to stop for the year. Yeah, and, and uh, to well, end our first season. Yep. So. Thanks, everybody, for still listening to us after all these episodes. For those that stick around since episode one, thank you. <laughs> Thanks we've so much. Some pretty good, yep. We've seen some pretty good growth throughout the years, and so, uh, which is actually what keeps us going a little bit. Yeah, thanks so, so much for listening. With that being said, um, have a nice rest of the year. We should publish this most likely by the 30th. And... Um, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, Frank. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year to you too, Collins. Well, early New Year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing off. Good year. All right.